Today's reading comes from Galatians chapter 1 and the first five verses. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me, to the churches in Galatia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for this incredible book of Galatians. And as we look at it today and over the coming weeks, please open our ears to hear you speaking to us through it. Please open our minds to understand what's at stake here. And please open our hearts to receive the gospel of grace that Paul wrote this letter to fight for, to contend for and to celebrate. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. The letter to the Galatians is Paul's fight for the truth of the gospel. But what is the gospel? Well, Paul gives us his own one sentence summary of the gospel right at the start of his letter in verses four and five. Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So here's my attempt to, to paraphrase that. The gospel is the good news that Jesus died on the cross to rescue us from our sin according to God's will so that we can enjoy God and glorify him forever. And in the rest of the time we have, I just want to get at the heart of the gospel, drawing out six things that Paul's summary in verses four and five show us. We're going to see that the gospel is good news, that the gospel is a rescue, the gospel is centred on the cross, the gospel is God's plan, the gospel is God himself, and the gospel is for us. <clears throat> First, the gospel is good news. Our English word gospel comes from the Greek word evangelion, which means good news. The gospel is good news. In the Roman world in which the New Testament was written, the word was used to describe an announcement that something very important had taken place, because of which the world was a different and better place. The word was used by Roman emperors, in fact, to describe how they brought peace and justice to the world through their military conquests. And so here's the really important thing in all of this. The gospel is good news. John Stott puts it this way, he says the gospel isn't good advice to men but good news about Christ. Not an invitation to do but a declaration of what God has done. Now where do I find that in these opening verses of Galatians 1? Well I find it in the fact that the opening verb of verse 4 is in the past tense. Jesus gave himself gave himself past tense. Paul is telling us about something that has already happened. The gospel isn't a self-help guide, seven steps to heaven. 
No, John Piper puts it this way. The gospel is not a help wanted sign, it's a help available sign. The gospel is news because it's about what God has already done for us. And it's good because he does for us what we can't do for ourselves. In and through Jesus' life, death, resurrection and gift of the Spirit, God has won a great victory because of which our world is forever changed. And so the announcement, the news we need to hear is this. The crucified and risen Jesus has overcome sin and death and is now the undisputed Lord of the universe. The gospel is good news. Second, the gospel is a rescue. And the question is, what kind of help do we need? Well, the answer is right there in verse 4. Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. We need to be rescued. Now, what does that say about us? Well, it says that we're in trouble. It says that we're lost and helpless. It says that we need help from outside of ourselves, that we can't fix the mess we're in by ourselves. That's what rescue means. Now, Jesus was a great teacher. But unlike the founders of other religions, Jesus didn't come just to teach. Paul says that Jesus came to rescue, to save. I think the average person in the street thinks that a Christian is someone who tries very hard to follow Jesus' teachings and example. Now, I obviously think that we should try hard to follow Jesus' teachings and example, but they haven't understood that the gospel is a rescue. It's not about pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. You see, our biggest problem isn't a lack of education. God's people in the Old Testament had his law, uh, which told them how he wanted them to live. Their, their problem wasn't that they didn't know how God wanted them to live. The problem was that their wayward hearts didn't want to obey God and couldn't obey him in their own power. And so we need more than a teacher. We need a rescuer. We need someone who will kill the sin that's killing us. We need someone who will take the penalty we deserve for our sin. We need someone who will destroy the power that sin has over our hearts. We need someone who will stop sin's presence from infecting everything we think and say and do. You know, if you imagine that you're out at sea and you see someone struggling in the water, drowning, what they need isn't someone to throw them out an instruction manual on how to swim. What they need is someone to throw them a rope or even better to dive in after them and bring them safe to shore. Well, the gospel says help is here in Jesus. The rescuer we so desperately need has dived into the water after us to bring us to safety. What do we need rescuing? from? Paul's answer, the present evil age. Well, what does that mean? The Bible divides history into two ages, this age and the age to come. 
So to be rescued out of the present evil age means being rescued out of a way of living where evil rules the roost, as if God doesn't exist, as if we are our own gods, our own kings and queens of the universe. It means being transferred into a new way of being in the world, a new life lived in the fullness of God's power and presence and in accordance with his will. The gospel is the good news of a rescue. But a rescue is only good news to those who know they're in trouble. If we think we're all right on our own, the gospel of Jesus won't make any sense to us. But if we know that nothing in who we are or what we can do can save us, then a saviour is a beautiful sight. Third, the gospel is centred on the cross. How did Jesus rescue us again? The answer is there in verse 4. Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. At the heart of the gospel is a great exchange. Jesus giving himself in our place as our substitute, our representative who lived and died and rose again on our behalf, doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Jesus, the Son of God, became human so that we humans can become sons and daughters of God. Jesus gave up the riches of heaven to become a servant who makes us rich in God's love. Jesus takes all our mistakes and failures and lets us take the credit for his perfect record. Jesus takes all our sin and guilt from us onto himself and covers us with his perfect goodness. You see, Jesus doesn't just give us a second chance to live right with God. Instead, Jesus does all that we needed to do but were powerless to do. Jesus' death from the cross doesn't just wipe the slate clean so that we can start again, but makes his perfect life the basis for our friendship with God. And so the heart of the gospel is the cross. It's Jesus standing in our place, living the life we could never live, paying the debt we could never afford. We don't have to do anything to put us right with God, except say, yes, please, to Jesus' representation. Yes, please, to him living and dying and rising for us. Fourth, we see that the gospel is God's plan. Father, Son and Holy Spirit are in on this great rescue mission together. Listen to what Paul says. Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. So our rescue from this present evil age doesn't happen because we want it to happen. It happens because God wants it to happen. Nor is it just Jesus's idea to give himself for our sins, as if the Father were somehow reluctant. Now at the cross, Father and Son are working in perfect harmony. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the night before he dies, Jesus aligns himself totally with God, praying that famous prayer, not my will, but yours be done. Now, there are some 
wrong-headed ideas out there that Jesus died to calm an angry father who just wanted to smite us. But that's not the gospel. John 3.16 doesn't say God so hated the world that he gave his only son. It says God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The cross is just as much an expression of the Father's love as it is of Jesus' love. They're in this together. Yes, our sin is an affront to God. It hurts him. It makes him sad. Yes, he has to punish sin in order to be just. But the gospel is God's way of doing what's right and making right those who trust in Jesus. God the Father planned Jesus' rescue and accepted his sacrifice in our place by raising him from the dead. And we see that in verse 1. Fifth, the gospel is God himself. We've already said that we're rescued from the present evil age through Jesus' self-giving on the cross. But what does Jesus rescue us for? Well, Paul's answer is this. We're rescued for life with God because God is the gospel where do I get that well first I get that from the fact that we are rescued from the present evil age I from a way of being in the world ruled by God's enemy Satan for the life of the world to come which Habakkuk describes as being when the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea John Stott writes, the purpose of Christ's death was not only to bring us forgiveness, but that having been forgiven, we should live a new life, the life of the age to come. God rescues us from a Godless way of life, for a God-saturated way of life. And second, I get that from the fact that uh, the gospel uh, is God, or God is the gospel, from the little word our in verse for, according to the will of our God and Father. The goal of Jesus' self-giving life, death, resurrection and gift of the Spirit are so that we, you and I, might know and enjoy God as our Father. We are saved for a loving relationship with God. But the biggest place I get that God is the gospel. Are these words of Paul in verse 5. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. What he's saying is that the ultimate purpose of our rescue is so that we can enjoy glorifying and making much of God for all eternity. So the gospel isn't primarily about us, it's about God. It isn't primarily about how to get us into heaven. It's about how God gets heaven into us. The gospel isn't primarily about the good things God gives us or does for us. It's about God himself being our good thing and enabling us to receive him and enjoy him as such. The gospel is God himself. And finally, the gospel is for us. The gospel is from God through God and to God. And yet, let us not miss this, it is for us. As the Nicene Creed puts it, for us and for our salvation, Jesus came down from heaven. 
So let me just read verse, uh, verses 4 and 5 again to make the point. Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The gospel isn't just good news that has the power to change people's lives. The gospel is the good news that has the power to change your life. It isn't just for people in general, it is for you personally. So let me ask you the question, is the gospel good news to you? Do you know that Jesus gave himself for your sins? Do you know that you are part of the present evil age that denies God's rightful rule of the world and that Jesus died to rescue you from it? And do you know that Jesus came so that you could enjoy an intimate relationship with God as your father? The invitation of the gospel is simple. Bring your nothing, because it's not about what you bring to God, but what God brings to you. It's not about what you do for God, but what God has already done for you. So bring your sin, your guilt, your rebellion, your lostness, your helplessness, your desperation, your emptiness, your selfishness, your separation and alienation from God. Bring your nothing. And if you do, Jesus will give you his righteousness, his freedom, his perfect record, his eternal home, his mighty rescue, his unshakable hope, his God-centred heart, his father to be your own father. He will be your everything. The Apostle Paul writes, Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That is the heart of the gospel. And so my desire is that it be good news to you. So this morning, quite unashamedly, I want to invite you, if you haven't before, to make this gospel your own. Now, you could be six, you could be 106, it doesn't matter. You can't be too young, you can't be too old. All you have to do is say yes to all that God is for you and has done for you in Jesus. All we have to do is go to Jesus and say to him, Jesus, I need you to rescue me. Rescue me from myself. Rescue me from my sin. Rescue me from my failed attempts to save myself. Thank you for giving yourself for me. I bring you my nothing and I receive all that you died to give me. Please be my king and my rescuer. Please make your father my father. Please be my everything. It's as simple as that. So I'm going to pray that prayer now. And if any of you want to pray that prayer in your heart with me, then you can join in by saying Amen at the end. Jesus I need you to rescue me. Rescue me from myself. Rescue me from my sin. Rescue me from my failed attempts to save myself. Thank you for giving yourself for me. I bring you my nothing. 
I receive all that you died to give me. Please be my king and my rescuer. Please make your father my father. Please be my everything. Amen.